I've won all sorts of awards and stuff, but in the beginning, I was just as bad as most of the coaches online. And I say that kind of in jest, but what I'll tell you is this, if you were to go to a hundred experts, including most doctors actually, and you said, hey, how do you lose weight? 99 out of 100 of them are going to tell you that the only way to lose weight, the only way, not just one way, Megan, the only way is a calorie deficit. And I found that this is absolutely not true. So for anyone to tell you that a calorie is a calorie, they clearly don't know what they're doing. Okay. Welcome to the Anthropology Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Walker. As a former naturopathic doctor and anthropologist, I align the intersection of personal performance, purpose, and innovative thinking in badass women working to change the world as entrepreneurs and go-getters. Anthropology is the study and science of what makes an entrepreneur think, feel, and perform in a path compelled by a vision for helping others, solving problems, while building a life on your own terms. Together, we are exploring the health, mindset, and strategies that distinguish the world's best entrepreneurs. This is the Anthropology Podcast. Welcome to episode 257 of the Anthropology Podcast. I am your host, Megan Walker, and true to form in 2022, let's talk about something a little bit, a little bit taboo. Now, there was a time and place where looking at and addressing and speaking to this idea of optimizing body composition or weight or any of these different elements, gosh, no one consider that taboo. But there has been an appropriate pushback in the health and wellness industry of late around this notion of diet culture. And so before we even jump into these pieces, I want to be really clear that what we are talking about today is actually the metrics of health, and gaining control over your body. And one of the challenges with this notion of diet culture is that it takes away our control as autonomous beings. We, we are forced into, in many cases, taking on lifestyle decisions that don't necessarily move us closer to health as we chase a single metric, which is weight. And my guest today, Stu Schaefer, is going to share through his personal story and his experience in training individuals around the world, the challenges with diet culture, and where we can go instead, where we can go instead in a manner that is in alignment with our own physiological optimization, that is in alignment with this mindset and this idea that controlling your weight and a desire to control your weight is actually symptomatic of your desire to actually just start to gain control of your health or body. And when we can't control our weight, we feel like we're losing control of all of these pieces because it is a metric that is so front and center to how we live our lives. And it has been placed and made so analogous to a state of health in and of itself. And so what we're going to do today, Stu and I, but mostly Stu, is we're going to explore an alternative way, an alternative way that is not about diet culture, that is about harnessing our inherent physiology, how we optimize it, and how in many cases we're able to lose weight along side these positive choices. I'm super excited for you to have the opportunity to meet Stu Schaefer. Let's jump into it now. Stu Schaefer, welcome to the Anthropology Podcast. Stu and I have been literally trying to organize this podcast, I'm going to say for the better part of a year. And it's not because either of us are particular divas. You might say maybe I am, but... <laughs> We've been waiting for the universe to provide us uh, with the right time. And I just want you guys to all know that you are listening to this in a state of like 
universal divine intervention. So it is going to be epic. So Stu, I'm so happy you're here. Everyone is in for a treat, including you and me. This is just going to be so much awesomeness today. So we are going to be talking about weight and fat and body composition management. And there's a lot of talk around weight loss. There's a lot of pushback around this idea of weight loss and and diet culture. And it is for that very reason that I'm like, I want to jump into it. I want to be able to have a fruitful conversation that enables people to have new perspectives and new ideas and new understandings of possibility contextualized to a culture right now that has some pushback to those pieces. And, you know, as we get into some of the physiology of what you're going to talk about, I really think that the right place to start in all of this is for you to share your journey and your story, because I actually feel like it fits really beautifully into some of the broader societal conversations that we're having right now. Okay, great. You said, you know, we're going to be talking about body fat and weight loss and this and that. And for this particular show and for your particular listeners, I think we could frame it actually a little bit differently. And that is how to maintain total control over your health and body, because it's not just, oh, I want to lose weight or, oh, I want to burn body fat. That may be a residual, but really it's about being like, I know what to do to control what I look like and how I feel and how my body is actually functioning. And you asked me about how I got into this or my story. And essentially, I'm a super type A personality. I'm an entrepreneur and I'm super busy. Well, in high school, I had this drive, but it was misguided. And when I was 13, I ended up with a couple of friends on my birthday, breaking into a house and going to jail. And I was not a bad kid. I made a bad choice. However, I took it so hard and so personally because my parents were so disappointed in me. I you know, went to jail, I had to do community service. I had to pay restitution. And I'm 13. Well, when you're 13, everything's already so dramatic anyway. So as a result, I became anorexic. And I battled with that for a good part of two years. I was five foot 10 and I weighed 100 pounds. There are days I would eat an apple and that was all I would eat during the day. And I was like self punishing. The pain, the hunger pangs were my way of punishing myself for what I had done. And even after I came out of it, and the way I did it, by the way, was I followed a program that had me eating about five times a day and working out with weights a few days a week. And for a a month straight, Megan, I had anxiety all day because every time I ate, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fat. Every day, all day long, I had anxiety until 30 days later, I didn't get fat. In fact, I looked better and it broke this chain off of me. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to help people transform their body because I learned that when you transform your body, you can also transform your life. It's a springboard. And I realized how good I felt. And I said, oh my gosh, I can relate to people who aren't comfortable in their own skin. I can relate to people who have this drive and this type A personality and can sometimes get obsessive about things and it's still not healthy. And really how to find this healthy balance where you take the good with the bad, but you are so much more physically healthy, mentally healthy, emotionally healthy. And I would never do a program with anyone that didn't encompass a mindset piece because it's so valuable. Now, I went the opposite afterwards. I got compulsive into exercise, but eventually over the years learned how to strike that healthy balance, which I think everyone needs to learn for themselves. And they having a coach or a guide 
who can relate is super helpful because it's like, I trust me, I have clients, Megan. <laughs> I had one client and two weeks in, she's already lost five pounds and she's going, what about five carrots instead of four carrots? And I'm like, what are you kidding me? Like back up, back up. But it's so easy sometimes for our personality types to really get into the weeds and overcomplicate things and cause stress. And that's not good either. We want to have a really fun transformation process and a really good lifestyle that allows us to have the energy, the life, the confidence that we want for the other areas of our life. I really love how you just framed this all about like it's about getting control over your body. I have had so many patients over the years who've come in. They're like, I just want weight loss. You're right. (laughs) If we lifted up the cloak on that, what they're really saying is I actually just want to know how to control some of these metrics related to my health. And weight, honestly, is one of the very few metrics we actually hand the average person to be able to control. And we have no acumen and health literacy around how to do that. So I so appreciate the context that you gave. And, and, you know, your journey, I think, speaks to that as well. We're all trying to find that level of control. And ironically, we have very little of it with respect to our own bodies sometimes. So certainly it feels that way. What is your approach? Because you talked about this idea of like the anxiety of eating and, and not eating. So it, like, it begs the question, are we talking about, are we talking about another keto diet? Are we talking mm. about a diet? What are we talking about, Stu? You know, this is really interesting because, so I've been training for about 20 years. I've won all sorts of awards and stuff, but in the beginning, and I always tell everyone this, I was just as bad as most of the coaches online. And I say that kind of in jest, but what I'll tell you is this. If you were to go to a hundred experts, including most doctors actually, and you said, hey, how do you lose weight? 99 out of a hundred of them are going to tell you that the only way to lose weight, the only way, not just one way, Megan, the only way is a calorie deficit. And I found that this is absolutely not true. The truth is this, different foods have different chemical reactions with your body. They impact your hormones differently. Even different types of carbohydrates have different chemical reactions in the body. So for anyone to tell you that a calorie is a calorie, they clearly don't know what they're doing, okay? And let me explain, because I learned this the hard way. You have to understand, when I first started training and being a weight loss coach, I got the same education as everyone else does, which is the calorie thing. And I had this client named Ashley come to me. This is probably in 2009. I was sitting in the gym where I worked. It was a health club, finishing up my lunch. There's a knock on the door. I look up. Ashley's there panting, sweaty. She just finished a workout. And she goes, are you a trainer? I said, yeah. She goes, I noticed something about you. I go, what's that? She goes, well, you have all these clients and I've been watching you for the last several months and all your clients are losing weight. And all these other trainers here, their clients aren't. Now, I was a little arrogant at the time. Forgive me, I was in my 20s, okay? We all go through the phase. And and I said to her, oh, well, that's because I know what I'm doing, so I get results. She says, well, I need to lose 30 pounds, and I've tried everything. I've tried Adkins. You have to remember, this was 2009. I've tried Adkins. I've tried Paleo. I've tried South Beach. I've tried the Zone Diet. I've tried everything you could think of. And I go, no, trust me, I can help you. Well, I assumed... She's either eating more than she says she is, or she's eating too much, or she's not exercising enough. So I said, perfect. She signed up with me, and I tried all the normal stuff, calorie restriction, even extra water, exercising an hour a day. And at the end of four and a half weeks, she hadn't lost a single pound. Okay, she's devastated. She's crying. I'm thinking to myself, I'm a failure. I might as well give up on this whole profession. Everything I thought I knew, I don't know what the heck is going on here. 
And I looked across from her at the desk and I said, Ashley, look, I promise you we'll figure this out and I will work with you for free until we do. Because I don't like to fail. I have that obsessive personality. So I went on a research spree, Megan. I started looking at everything. Well, two weeks in, I figured out what was going on. There's something called repressed metabolic syndrome, RMS. And what that is, is when a person diets too often, for too long, too much, restricts calories, overexercises, overstresses, their metabolism essentially shuts down. Their body shuts down. It goes into what's called a catabolic state. And instead of burning fat, they actually burn muscle and store fat, the opposite of what all of us want. Okay, well, fine. I said, okay, that's, this is what's going on. This is why more calorie restricting isn't working. There's only one way to get out of this, and it's called putting your body in the thermogenic state. What that entails is actually eating more, exercising less, and what that does is it fires up your metabolism and puts you into this thermogenic state. And when you go into the thermogenic state, five things happen that I found in this order. Number one, your energy goes through the roof. Number two, your body starts burning fat like a furnace. Number three, your appetite normalizes. You start getting hungry in the morning. You get hungry when it's time to eat. You're not hungry when it's not time to eat. Your cravings vanish because you're not restricting anything. And your hormones normalize. In this order, by the way, the first thing that normalizes is your insulin and blood sugar. Then your cortisol normalizes. Then your thyroid normalizes. And once those big three normalize, and there's a couple others that do too, ghrelin, leptin, those two also do. But once those big three normalize, then your sex hormones normalized, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone for both men and women. And you're like a whole new person. You sleep better, everything. So I go to Ashley and I say, Ashley, I figured out what's going on with you. And we need to eat more and exercise less. And she looks at me like I'm crazy. Like, what are you nuts to? She's, I can't lose weight eating a thousand calories a day. You're telling me I need to eat, you know, 50% more. And I'm working out between 60 and 90 minutes a day. Do you want me to work out 30 minutes a day? Are you nuts? And I said, trust me. I showed her what I found. I said, let's do it for a week. Let's do it for a week. And if it doesn't work, we'll cut it. Okay. At the end of the week, she lost two pounds. I might go on, this is fantastic. She's not convinced because in the past she would lose three to five pounds, but then she'd gain it back and then she'd gain more over the course of a year. And that's why she had slowly gone up. So the next week she loses another two pounds. And every week thereafter for about 12 weeks, she lost between two and three pounds. And at the end of 12 weeks, she lost a total of, I think it was 36 pounds. So she ended up averaging about three pounds of fat loss per week. This was eating more and exercising only 30 minutes a day. And she looks at me like, how did this happen, Stu? And I said, it's because we've got your body back into the thermogenic state. We reset your body. We got you out of this repressed metabolic syndrome. And I will tell you, Megan, when I come across clients, eight out of 10, especially women, more women than men, but eight out of 10 say, I think my, something's wrong with my hormones. I'm hitting perimenopause. I'm hitting menopause. My metabolism is slowing down. That's not what it is. It's repressed metabolic syndrome. And I've had clients, women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, even 70s, by the way, who are convinced that they can't lose weight. They've been trying not for a year, not for two years, for eight years, 10 years, 15 years in some cases, and they can't lose a pound. And then when we work together, they'll lose 20 to 30 pounds in 12 weeks. I had one of my clients on my podcast named Kathy. And she said, Stu, I've never eaten this much before in my life and I've never lost this much weight. 
I said, Kathy, say that again. I think, I think I misheard you. She goes, no, no, no. I've never eaten this much and I've never lost this much weight. What about those people who have never, like, they don't have a history of doing all the weight loss pieces. They're just in their forties and they're like, you know what? This things have been creeping up or things have been creeping up since I had kids. Like, yeah, I'd be happy to drop five pounds while simultaneously engaging in health behavior change. Does this work best on the backside of a history of those dietary patterns? I do because it's funny you ask that because once Ashley and I got these results, I thought to myself, if it worked this good with Ashley, who, who couldn't lose weight to save her life, how would this work with my other normal clients who were already losing weight when I was doing the, the typical calorie deficit thing? Let's find out. So I tried it with them. It worked twice as good because they said, Stu, they started losing weight faster than when they were in a calorie deficit. And then they said to me, this is awesome, Stu, because I'm never hungry. I'm never tired. I don't have cravings. If I can lose weight doing this, then I'm set for life because I'll never feel deprived again. I'll never feel hungry again. I don't have the inclination to snack because I'm full all the time because I'm eating so much. So it works amazingly well because this is how the body was designed to operate. This is essentially not a diet. And there's something called the food quadrant, which says there's what you eat, there's how much, there's the timing of foods and the combination of foods at each meal. And combination of foods at each meal is by far the most important. And then the timing and then what you're actually eating. But the least important is how much. And so when you use this food quadrant and you start fueling the body the way it was designed and not cutting carbs and not cutting calories and not, you know, doing these extreme diets, the body goes, oh my goodness, we have been dying for this. Holy smokes, this is incredible. And like I said, everything normalizes. Even your blood pressure, your cholesterol. I have a client who's 66. And she said, Stu, I've got great news. She's been working with me 10 weeks. She goes, I just got back from my doctor. My cholesterol dropped 40 points, 40 points. And one of the reasons that she said she signed up with me, because I told her, Nikki, I'm not going to cut out any foods. If you want to go get your little chicken fried steak and go out to eat, that's fine. I'm going to show you what you got to eat the rest of the day so that that's not the only thing that you eat. And she goes, this is Oklahoma talk, I guess. But she goes, Stu, I just got to tell you, I'm tickled pink because everything you told me we've done. And I got to tell you, I didn't believe that we were going to do that when I first signed up. But sure enough, she's lost, I think, 15 pounds of body fat and cholesterol 40 points down. And she's just super ecstatic. And she's 66, 66. You can do this at any age. Are there thermogenic vices? Are there things that you're like, okay, notwithstanding this piece and notwithstanding the, the calorie things, if you're still going to eat fill in the blank or you're still going to do fill in the blank, we're not going to see the same types of results. Okay. I would be lying if I said you could eat anything you wanted. You're not going to lose weight if you're eating pizza and ice cream all day. Well, then forget it. The conversation is over. It's over. All right. Done. Well, <laughs> you had me, you had me until that. Okay. But what I am saying is everything you do should hit a sweet spot. This is a, something I see with my clients all the time is they think, I'm not good at doing programs. This is what they tell me. I don't have enough willpower or I'm not good at sticking with something. That's not the case. The, what's really happening is they've tried other programs and most programs are bad programs and most coaches are bad coaches. And let me tell you the difference. A bad coach or a bad program in the weight loss field or health field, as you will, will say this. Here's the program. They'll just type up some random program for you. 
here's the program. Now you follow it. And if you can't follow it, you're not going to get results. Fantastic. Okay. One out of a hundred can follow the thing because it's so extreme or unrealistic, or it requires you to go to some back alley in Chinatown somewhere to get the right food. And no one's going to do that. Or it's super expensive foods. It's like some all natural, you know, unicorn shaving and people can't do that. My approach is tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. What's your current eating look like? And let's just kind of make a couple tweaks to it so that you can, number one, get results. Number two, you still like it. You like the foods you're eating. You like the exercise. And number three, it feels so natural and so easy that you could do it in your sleep. It doesn't feel like you're turning your life upside down. So to answer your question, well, can people eat blah, blah, blah and still get results? Most of the time, yes. In fact, when people ask me, can I have this? Can I have that? My answer is always, let's try it and see. And if you can still get the results you're looking for, then yeah, we'll keep it in because I want you to have a normal life. I have a woman named Michelle who did fantastic on my program. She said, I haven't been in this weight since I was in college. And she's 54, maybe 52. I think she's 54. And she's been around the block. She was very skeptical, by the way. So I had her on my podcast as a way to say, you know, how do you feel now? And she's like, it was amazing. And she said, look, I could have a date night, go out with my husband and get drinks and dessert. And I'd still lose weight. You know, I'd gain a pound the next day. And then the next day it'd be off because when you're in the thermogenic state, your body actually starts burning fat easier. And so it's easier to lose weight, harder to gain weight. Most people, it's the opposite because they have a repressed metabolic syndrome. It's so easy to gain weight and it's almost impossible to lose weight. So when you do this, yes, you get to splurge, you get to have some cheats and all this stuff. We're not counting calories. So long as you're still following that food quadrant, you're combining the foods right, you're eating enough. Really, there's only two ways to get out of the thermogenic state. Either you don't eat enough or you exercise too much. That's rarely someone's problem, okay? I'm interested in exploring these pieces. The clinician in me is like, I still want to take refined sugar out of people's diets at least 80% of the time. I still want to bring attention to alcohol consumption and its influence on the spectrum of health. Everyone's in a different place. And my philosophy that I learned early on is if you try to get someone to be perfect, they're not going to do it. So all I focus on is getting someone a little better. A little better. Nikki, who I talked about earlier from Oklahoma, from when she started to week 10, see, I educate people along the way too. So we're getting on phone calls, we're chatting, we're looking at different ideas for recipes and why they're good and why they're not and how to make a, a stew. No pun intended, I guess. No, but how to make a <laughs> stew better than you know what they would typically do and still taste good, okay? Well, they learn so much. Nikki now is looking at food a whole different way. Whereas if I tried to get her there on the first week, she probably would have said, this is too extreme. I can't do this. But as people grow and they get results and they feel so much better, they want to be healthier. Right. Because they got control. That's the whole thing, right? We're talking about control. So I always tell people, look, you can eat the sugar or you cannot. Here's the pros and cons of eating the sugar. Here's the pros and cons of not eating the sugar. What's more important to you? I had a woman in Canada named Carolyn who was doing a Peloton high-intensity interval training, which I do not recommend. It overstresses the body. It spikes your cortisol. It's really not great for fat loss like people think it is. And she goes, I really want to do my biking because I just I get the endorphins. And I said, Carolyn, you're more than welcome to do the high-intensity biking. 
let me ask you something. What would you rather do? Get the endorphin rush or lose the weight? Well, when you put it that way, I'd rather lose the weight. Okay, fine. Then let's start without it. You can always add it in later and we can go from there. Well, she got such great results to the tune of losing 15 pounds in uh, five weeks that she said, I don't even want to do it. I sold the Peloton. I got a treadmill so I can walk instead. Amazing. I think there's things I can take away. So we talked about this, like thermogenic vices. And I suspect as we get deeper into, you know, as soon as you get control and as soon as you start to see results, it doesn't matter whether we're talking about business or savings or health, what you get is momentum. And so when you have momentum, you start to get curious around how we can start to augment these pieces. And you're right. You don't want to put in all the full-blown momentum devices when you are stagnant and don't have movement. Notwithstanding that piece, once people are, have found themselves in that thermogenic state, and you know, I'll just speak for myself. I've prioritized in the last month uh, sleeping over any other thing that I do for my body. So it was more important to me to sleep than to exercise, than to you know, look at what's happening with respect to my food. And I had a fairly healthy diet to start with. So, I mean, we weren't off the rails. And then I started layering pieces back in and it was amazing what I have seen. I was sharing before we just came through and I'll talk about this on another podcast. Uh, our whole family had COVID and were by and large asymptomatic. Like there's so many things we can do. So let's assume now we have someone in uh, momentum with respect to their thermogenic state. What things augment that? Does Intermittent fasting augment that? Does sleep augment that? Are there certain supplements that augment it? Like, what do you see actually drive this state even further? This is the beautiful part about this is this is how the body was designed. So you don't have to do much. The power in this is the simplicity and the effectiveness. I'll give you an example. I've been doing this now since 2009, since I figured it out. I eat between three and 4,000 calories a day just to maintain my weight, and I have a six-pack all year long. I can go out to eat. I eat sushi. I'll eat burgers. I'll make pizza. I have hot dogs, hamburgers. I mean, not all day, every day, but once you get into this state, this is the state the body likes, so you don't have to, quote, unquote, augment it. I always tell my clients, look, the longer you do this, the better you get the faster you burn fat. Unlike most diets where the longer you do it, the harder it gets. We don't do fasting. I don't recommend fasting at all. Definitely not the way most people do it, which is, you know, every day. I don't do uh, keto. I don't restrict any foods at all, ever. No food groups. The only time I would, now this, this I do want to mention, the only time I would is sometimes mostly women, sometimes men, will come to me and they either have one of three things going on. An autoimmune, typically Hashimoto's, a thyroid issue, which is mostly caused by keto, and I can explain that if you'd like, or a uh, gut issue, okay, SIBO, candida, leaky gut, one of those things. And in that case, I'll do what I call high-risk protocol, which over the last 20 years, I found that there's probably between 20 and 30 foods that you would never guess that are high-risk for people with either autoimmune gut issues or thyroid issues. I'll give you an example of a couple of these foods, kale, spinach, broccoli, almonds, your cherries, you know, certain weird things like this, obviously nightshades. And so what'll happen is several people that have Hashimoto's. And so what we would do is we would go in with the high risk protocol without these foods. And they would say, oh my gosh, I just lost five pounds in the first two weeks. This is incredible. I feel great. 
And then we would just add the foods back in one at a time, not a full elimination diet, but just being a little bit more methodical about it. And we would find out really quick which one it was. I have one gal who has Hashimoto's. Broccoli was preventing her from losing weight. I have another gal. Her name's Kathy. The one I told you about earlier who said she's never eaten so much. Tomatoes and hummus were preventing her from losing weight. I have a client in London. Black tea was preventing her from losing weight. I have a client who almonds caused weird hormone issues with her body. But when you do it more systematically, you can spot it really quick. And these are foods you'd never guess. I mean, these are healthy foods, right? Not necessarily, not if you have one of these issues. And so to answer your question, you don't really augment it. That would be kind of a one-off if you had a high-risk person. But obviously, if you get good sleep, it's going to help. Okay, You're going to optimize your hormones. You're going to optimize your blood work. Being in the thermogenic state will help optimize that to begin with, which will lead to better sleep. I have another client in Canada named Brenda. She was the no carb kind of woman. In fact, when I said, we're going to have to eat a lot more carbs, she goes, no, no, I don't want to. I blow up like a balloon. And I said, trust me. Well, she's down three and a half inches around her waist. And about four weeks into it, we were on a call and I said, how was your weekend? She goes, oh my gosh, I don't remember the last time I slept this good. Saturday and Sunday, both days, I actually woke up to my alarm clock. I don't remember the last time that happened. She goes, I'm no longer moody during the day. My energy is just constant. And I said, this is a good sign. This means your sex hormones are balancing out. We've gotten your thyroid, your cortisol, your insulin balance. Now that's giving your body enough chance to balance its other hormones. Then you sleep better. So it kind of naturally flows. Water consumption is obviously very important. You know, I do like uh, two thirds of your body weight for a day. But other than that, there's no weird things like fasting or this or that. In fact, what I'll tell you is most of my clients, after a period of time, we have to increase their calories because their body starts burning even faster. They'll hit a plateau and they'll go, I hit a plateau, Stu. I go, yeah, I need you to start eating more. No, 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 Stu, you don't know. I said, I'm, I'm not losing weight. I know what you said. I need you to eat more. And then they'll lose two more pounds. And they're like, how does this work? I go, because your body's speeding back up. You have, you've been starving your poor body, you know? Yeah. And it's this notion of starvation and that health has to be hard that I think is this misleading piece that's keeping, it's making health inaccessible for people because we're carrying forward this limiting idea and limiting belief. What does it look like, Stu, when someone works with you? Like we're online right now. I know you've got clients all over the world. Like what does that, how does that experience play out for people? There's different levels, but you know, the, the one that most people do is essentially we set them up with a couple of special apps. One app is for the food. The other app is for all the, the exercise, shows them exactly what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And so they have a nice schedule. They can change it around. So it's got some flexibility in there, but they've got a nice uh, structure. And then we come up with the nutrition plan together so that we hit that sweet spot where it works. They like it and it feels easy. And then each week we get on a private phone call. We assess. I can see what they're eating. We assess everything. How did it work? And uh, we make tweaks. You know, either we're going to tweak it because it's too hard, it's not fit in their lifestyle, or we're going to tweak it because the results were a little bit off, or we're going to, everything's perfect and we're going to add variety, recipes, what to do if you go out to eat, what to do if you're on vacation, what to do if you're traveling, what to do around the holidays. Essentially, it's to set someone up to be able to, to, and this is what I say, I want every one of my clients to forever be in total control of their body and to understand how it works so they never get sucked in to another diet trend or anything like this, you know, and, and it should be easy and it should be fun and they should always know what to do. And then in addition to that, we do a couple of group calls per week 
And I usually text message them every single day just to check in. They have unlimited access to text me if they have questions. And a lot of people will text me a nutrition label of something and say, hey, what do you think about this, Stu? I'll say, yeah, that's great at lunch or that's great at breakfast. I wouldn't do it for dinner or this or that. Perfect. That's what I thought too. Okay, great. And over the course of the you know 12 weeks is generally the minimum I work with someone. Over the course of the 12 weeks, they get like a PhD in in body control, you know, and health optimization. And, and it's so fun. And I keep it light. You know, I'm not a dictator, which I don't think any coach should be. And we do a lot, a lot, a lot of mindset work because that, in my opinion, is probably the most important piece. The nutrition is really vital. Weight training is more important than cardio. Cardio is the least important, but above all else is mindset, having the right attitude, thinking right so that you actually do the right things in the right way. So you get results in a fraction of the time with fraction of the effort. I absolutely love this. And as a gateway for people being able to start to gain control over their body, I really appreciate how you've made this so accessible for people. It's not, it's not complicated. It's not your 25 page protocol. It's not, you know, all of these different elements and alarms going off and the dogma of health and diet. I'll tell you, it's taken me 20 years to simplify this thing. Because when I started, it was complicated. And what I would find out is if it's complicated, they ain't going to do it. You know, they're going to quit. They're going to get too confused. It's going to be too frustrating, too hard, whatever. And so I would say, okay, I think I got it. I think this is so simple. Of course, I had 10 years. So I, I, it was simple to me. And then they'd say, I'm confused about this. I, okay, back to the drawing board. Okay, this is simple. So I got it down to like, it's one page, one page. That's it. Here's how you do it. Here's how you combine the right foods. Here's how you time your foods correctly. Here's how you uh, make sure you're getting the right foods and how to cheat. And if you're going to cheat, how to do it so you don't mess with your body. If it is alcohol or it is sugar or whatever they're going to eat. And uh, I have a client right now in Colorado, in my home state. I actually, actually have not met her. We've just been doing it virtually. She's lost, I think, 10 pounds in four weeks or something like that. And I was on a call with her and I said, Melissa, how's everything going so far? She goes, you know, Stu? You are a man of your word. This really is easy. I'm eating a lot. It's like no brainer to do this. And I'm losing weight like crazy. This is fantastic. I mean, that's just what I get off on. You know, I mean, I hate to, I just going to admit it. Like when clients succeed like that and they say that, I'm like, yeah, fist pumping, you know, and that's what I love. Amazing. Well, I love the work that you're up to. I, I, like I said, I like the way that you're making it so accessible. And I feel like this is a perfect place to transition the interview into something that I am now calling our impact quotients. So what are some of the things and what are some of the ways that you live your life that enable you to have the success that you're experiencing? The first question I have, and these are kind of like rapid fire questions for you, is, you know, what has been your big lesson that you have taken from a really challenging last two years during the pandemic? Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything, period. Done. You've, you've got this rapid fire thing set. And I, I love that. How would you describe your purpose? My purpose is to help people transform their body so that they can transform their life and create a life worth living. What secret skills do you possess that make you successful at the work that you do? I'm very methodical. I'm, I can spot things that everyone else overlooks, these seemingly insignificant things. I can see them. I can inspire people very well, motivate people very well. I think it's just because I love what I do so much and I'm so, I'm just a, a nerd out on it. Last question for you, entrepreneurship. Are we born this way or do we learn to become entrepreneurs? 
I think either some people are born into it and they just follow that track. And some people, they get sick and tired of whatever their life is. They can turn their back to that. It goes back to mindset again. Anyone can learn to be an entrepreneur and develop the mindset, but it does start with the mindset. And that's what everyone needs to learn how to develop. Stu Schaefer, you are a gem helping so many people. Where can I send people to learn more about the work that you're doing in this world? And I know you've got some pretty cool stuff that my audience can access as well. So everyone listening to the show, I'm going to give you access to my masterclass, my fat loss blueprint, and my thermogenic weight loss quiz for free. Amazing. We can create a nice, pretty link for them, Megan. So Stu Schaefer dot com slash Megan Walker. You go there, you're going to get free access to my masterclass, my fat loss blueprint and my thermogenic quiz. And I don't know how many slots I'll have, but if you go there, you will have an opportunity to book a free strategy call with me personally. And I will actually be the one getting on the phone with you until my slots fill up and they typically fill up fast. So rush out there. We'll hook it all up in our show notes. And yes, take action because you know, I know, I know a lot of people who are working with Stu. Stu, I've known you for quite some time. You're amazing at what you do and everyone raves about the experience and opportunity to work <laughs> with you. So I'm, I'm really excited and really appreciative of all of these resources. And you're going to be able to grab them. Head over to meganwalker.com forward slash podcast. You'll see Stu's episode. And all of this is linked up in the show notes. Stu, thank you so much for being here. Megan, you're awesome. This is great. Thank you so, so, so much. Isn't Stu amazing? I have known Stu for the better part of the last year, and I've always been blown away by his breadth of knowledge, his kindness, and his ongoing commitment to helping people move their health goals forward. So I'm so excited that he was able to join me. I would really encourage you to take him up on his offer to join him in his masterclass. And as I already shared, you can gain access to all of those in the show notes at meganwalker.com forward slash podcast. If you found today's episode enjoyable, if you know that it would be helpful or beneficial to someone else, I would encourage you to subscribe and share the link the podcast. Again, you can find that at meganwalker.com forward slash podcast. We've got some exciting interviews, some exciting ideas that we're exploring over the next few weeks in anticipation of, wait for it, a big change that we are making, that I am making with the podcast. We're all sort of gearing up to this spring equinox. I'm going to start to drop some hints around what that change may be. And starting in mid-March, we're going to see some real changes with the podcast. So I hope you will join me along that journey of transition and change through all of this excitement. Hit subscribe so that you do not miss a beat. You can do that wherever you pick up your podcast, whether that is on Apple or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Podcasts. I am on all of the places. Until next time, I'm Megan Walker wishing you an impactful week ahead.